0: I don't want people to be achieving and achieving, thinking it's gonna be something and change their life when you get there and you realize it really is about the quality of your relationships and how supported you feel.
1: Welcome to Radically Loved Radio. I am your host, Rosie Acosta, yoga teacher and teacher trainer, mindfulness coach, speaker, and creative writer. I am also the founder of radicallyloved.com, A website where you can go for more information about yoga, mindfulness, meditation, and lifestyle advice. On this podcast, we talk to people within our health and wellness community that are creating content through the ritualistic practice of yoga, meditation, or overall mindful living. We hope to create value in your life so that you can achieve your highest potential and live a radically loved life. To stay in touch with us, just follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Rosie Acosta and on Facebook at Radically Loved Rosie. You can sign up for our newsletter on radicallyloved.com to stay up to date on future workshops, retreats, and latest podcasts. I hope that Radically Loved Radio leaves you feeling inspired to create something powerful. My teacher, Yoga Rupa Rod says, if you powerfully believe in the value you have to offer the world, your love and passion for it will be an unstoppable force. Thanks for listening. This episode is brought to you by Four Sigmatic, Four Sigmatic, the coffee that gets you fired up. Aside from supporting energy, stamina, and athletic performance, cordyceps have been studied for their strong antioxidant properties. I have been so obsessed with this coffee for the last year. I've been drinking it and I've been traveling with it. And in case coffee doesn't pump you up enough, how about coffee paired with one of the most energy-supporting mushrooms on the planet, cordyceps. So coffee is so energizing because it stimulates the central nervous system and the adrenal glands. But combining this with a more balanced cellular energy to support uh, our immune system and our health function, this mushroom can result in a balanced stimulation while using only half of the amount of caffeine normally found in a coffee, which is awesome. (laughs) They also have an incredible matcha mix that is my absolutely new favorite, and they want to give our listeners a gift. So for those of you who are curious and want to try the mushroom coffee that doesn't taste like mushrooms, go to foursigmatic.com forward slash radically loved. So that's Forsigmatic.com forward slash R-A-D-I-C-A-L-L-Y-L-O-V-E-D for 15% off of all of their products. Thanks for listening. Um, L- Lori Harder, welcome. How are I'm you? I'm
0: so excited to be here. I'm amazing. <laughs> I'm much better now.
1: Okay. <laughs> Me too. I was so excited to talk to you this morning and I was like, Oh my God, I'm going to get to talk I talked to you in so long. I mean, I've, we've talked, but not like,
0: no, not like real talk, not
1: like real talk. You know, it's, it's <laughs> been a minute. So, um, uh, I have so many questions for, for you and I always really value and have so much, uh, reverence for our time together because I love you and I respect you and you're one of the most inspiring women I know. Mm. So there's that. And Mm -hmm. I just, you know, I want to know how you are and what's going on. And I want to hear all about A Tribe Called Bliss because I was there at the inception. I saw it be (laughs) born. And um, yeah, so yeah. Hi. Mm,
0: Hi. (laughs) Okay, so number one, let's let's just give a shout out to podcasts so that we can actually... (laughs) Shout out to podcasts so that we can yeah. have an hour to da- like download with each other. Yes. And also have content. Right. So that we can Exactly. Use. There you go. <laughs> but really, that's why I started my podcast too. I was literally like, okay, how can I make content creation fun while connecting with friends or people that I wouldn't normally connect with? So there you go. So I am amazing. And now that I get to be that's the really cool part, Rosie, I will tell you, um, you guys, we were just chatting a little bit before this, just about, you know, how, um, when you're launching something, when you're birthing something, when it's all coming, you have to ride that momentum. But Uh, and it can be really intense and it can be really overwhelming. But at the same time, it's like I am getting to connect in ways that I have never connected with people through this launch. Like I'm, you know, my, my book team is it's all females and they're just like so insanely amazing and supportive and getting to just spend time with them, even if it's, you know, planning and, you know, thinking of these different things we're going to do with the book, um, has been awesome. And then getting to talk to all the people on the podcast, just all in a row. And normally I'm the one, you know, interviewing. Mm -hmm. So it's really nice to be able to also just talk on the topic with other people. So, I'm, I'm good. I'm bad. I'm ugly. I'm amazing. I'm, (laughs) it's just all of the things. And I'm, you know what I, but I've, I've let go of like the resistance around it. So it's been a lot easier.
1: Yeah. You have all of this. First of all, I don't even actually know how you do it. I feel like there's maybe a couple of Lori clones out in the world that help you accomplish. Like, <laughs> I have a really amazing team. I'm do. not going to lie. <laughs> and no, but it's, it's amazing. And I know I see how, how much work uh, and dedication and heart you put into everything you do. And I, and I know that everybody sees that and feels that how has this, how has writing this book been like anything or nothing you've ever done?
0: Mm. Hmm. Okay, cuz it's both. Yeah. Um it's been like nothing I've ever done because it's never I've never felt this much just training as far as um taming my inner toddler. So (laughs) like I have never had to be this focused for this long. And I will tell you that it did not get better. Like every time I went to sit down, I I thought that I would somehow be better and have this great habit and feel like, oh, it flows. And like the inspirational heavenly gates open up, except every time (laughs) I'd sit, I'd be like, okay, so let's start with the latte. Okay. I'm ordering an almond milk latte. Cause I learned I had to go to a coffee shop because nothing was happening at home.
1: Ah.
0: So I'd sit and I'd have my latte and I'd be like, okay, so let's take a picture of this latte and upload it. <laughs> like, you are supposed to be writing right now. And then I'm like, you know what? I need to, I need to have some chocolate to go with it. So I'd right. get up again. And then I'm like, you know what? I have to go to the bathroom. Oh my God. I forgot water. I was like, are you really, you start to observe yourself. And I know that everyone on here can probably relate to this and probably you too, Rosie, yeah. like you. Yeah. You start to be like become an observer of your own crazy. Yeah. And that was when I started to I, I brought in a lot of just grace and compassion for myself because I was like, okay you know what? You, you've you never gone on this journey before. And I can see why you're resistant. Yes, I was having these conversations with myself daily. It was like, okay, these are stories you've never told before. This is not going to be easy. But how will you feel if you do not sit and get this out of you? Okay, you're going to feel like how you've been feeling, like anxious, like waking you up at night. There's this message that's eating at you that you know has to come out. Um, you know, and I was I was sick of feeling that way as well. So I kind of knew that I had to just Get used to sitting in that resistance and being so uncomfortable and the wave does pass kind of just feels like you're ready to freak out and then you just if you know you're committed to it, it's like it starts to go away. So this was a daily thing for me Mm -hmm. Um, and then just forcing myself to write. And honestly, it was like towards the end of the book, there were, don't get me wrong, there were beautiful days and I honestly will write another book. I loved the process as much as I hated it. Um, But I think that's everything. I think there's just an equal, you know, dark to the light that makes it so good, like the dichotomy of both feelings dancing so closely together. So um, I will absolutely write another book, but it was the most challenging thing I've ever done. There was a point towards the end where I just, I didn't, I couldn't see how it was going to all come together because like then, so I had the, all these chapters written, but then the structure was not there yet. Like it didn't really flow yet. And I'm not good with structure. Like it's, I'm the furthest thing from being really good with being linear. So I just, I almost wanted to throw in the towel over the structure. Cause I just didn't understand how it was going to make sense for everybody.
1: Yeah. Oh God. And, and that to me is one of the hardest things to do, especially coming from somebody who's not, I mean, you're very like, free and, and creative. And, you know, so I can only imagine how trying to like create something linear or something that was going to require, you know, a structure could sometimes stifle mm. that feeling.
0: Uh, and you know, this, so this is where, when people really want to know how things get done, it's like, well, I called in, um, the, a woman who works for us and she's kind of been on my journey for so long. I actually used to train her when I owned a studio and I was like, Heidi, I need your help. Like I literally need you to fly out here. So I flew her out. She's on my team. And every day I made her like make sure that I had either a section done or chapters done or different things just kind of like that I would have to give to her. And she would kind of handhold me for an hour at the end of every single night. So for eight days straight, We just worked on structure and she really helped me and showed me what made sense to her and then what would make sense to me. So we'd go back and forth. Mm -hmm. Um, So the book really got like finished in the last eight days. So I think I wrote eight chapters and then we finished the whole structure in the last eight days. But so this is what I'm saying. Like you need you can't do this stuff alone. There is no possible way. I I hit my own ceiling And this is where people get blocked. And this is why this book is so incredibly important because it's all about tribe and knowing where your weaknesses are. And instead of trying to gain the strengths that you're like, this feels so foreign and awful to me. Why don't you actually call in those people into your life and go seek them out so that it is now your strength and you have the connection to the strength. And it's like, Okay, how can I help you? How can you help me? And that has been the most powerful thing for me because I used to think that I had to be everything. And it's that's not working. You're exhausted. It's not fun. You're doing things you're not interested in. And yes, there is a portion of your life that you have to do that until you can maybe have the money where you can pay for someone or you know work out a trade or something like that but i've really been working out trades my whole life to try to work on or try to get people with more strengths in different areas into my life and that's how we do it and that's how we get by and we can't do it alone and i think you know, depending on what you grew up with or where you're from, it was always such a badge of honor to do things on your own. And I remember that. I remember like my life getting so busy and owning uh, two different businesses back in Minneapolis, like running a gym and doing network marketing. And I still wanted to be the person to have perfect vacuum lines that I put there in my <laughs> living room. And I was like, you are psychotic, like <laughs> hire a cleaner for the love. Like my husband was like, I'm either going to have you hire a cleaner or divorce you because you're psycho. <laughs> I was like, okay, well, hire a cleaner. And I felt so bad. I was so ashamed because I thought that I was supposed to do it all. I was mm-hmm. so embarrassed to tell people I had a cleaner. And I was like, okay, but I love my cleaners. Like, they're amazing. I love them. They save my life. Why wouldn't I be proud that I have these? Yeah. I have these amazing people in my life. So. Yeah it's just, it started really small like that. And then once I got addicted to it and started to see how amazing it was, I just started looking for it everywhere. I was like, okay, well, why would I do this? Okay. Well, how can I work a little bit more here to be able to also pay someone over here and do this and free me up to do the fun stuff, like the creative stuff.
1: Yeah. Well, so tell me, that's a a great segue to talk about the, this book and a tribe called bliss and where, what kind of uh, spawned the, the, idea and in the process really so so tell us about how you were able to find your tribe
0: yeah. Mm, I mean, there's been so many different ways and I do write a lot about the different ways inside the book, but I will tell you, Chris and I, Chris is my husband. Um, we had moved around so many times when we were first married. So I married him at 24. So that's like, I know some people are gasping. Um, <laughs> California people get married at like 40. Um, <laughs> and I think we had nine different places that we had lived, uh, together in a very short span of time, like two or three years, And every time we would move, I would have no friends. Like I would be like, okay, new place. And I was really used to not having a lot of friends because I grew up in a really small town in a um, restrictive religion. I was homeschooled through high school. Um, I was bullied in school for my weight and my religion. So, you know, there was a point where I made the story for myself out of protection. And I literally remember thinking it like I am better on my own. So it's okay. Like I'm better off on my own. I can have fun on my own. So I was always that kid that was like, Biking and rollerblading, like in doing gymnastics and cartwheels, like in my front yard and all by myself. Like, you know, I had some friends, but I just was like, I had been hurt before. So immediately I thought, well, you just protect yourself, right? You just don't get too close. Yeah. And so that was kind of the beginning because I always felt though like something was missing too. And you don't know what it is, you know, especially when you're younger, you're like, you don't know what it is, but you're feeling a bit empty in certain areas of your life. And Um, moving forward, I ended up making, um, some friends and, you know, I had different through different points of my life. I had different groups of friends and again, different things happened with these different groups of friends that just kind of locked in, you know, I'm better off on my own. But what I didn't realize is that I was having these checklists as well, you know, having these massive expectations on these friends. Like if, if you didn't meet this, you know, best friend criteria, (laughs) that you are out like oh you don't like barbies no but I mean you know real example (laughs) you're out of here out of my life but but it's the same idea like okay if I can't you know if if we can't and I know that you see this in in your world as well I see in my world it's like okay well if you don't do yoga and you don't drink green juice and you don't do this or you don't find this interesting then I'm sorry but we're just not going to be like Friends. Like mm-hmm. it's just not a thing. And it it started to become this idea later on because I was finding all of these women who were kind of having this same idea mm-hmm. of not really knowing how to connect, not knowing really to support each other, and also these massive expectations around female friendships and projection of the past of all of this, you know, past hurt and we're putting it on these future friendships. So I'm finding and meeting all of these women and and also, you know, fast forward to all of the events that I'm doing it's like they're loving what's going on in the room, but they're loving what's going on in the room and the energy and the connection because they're, they are in a different set of agreements than they're in in their own life. So in that room, it's kind of like, okay, I'm going to love and accept you even though X, Y, and Z. Okay, I'm going to look for certain things in you and really appreciate and look for what I love in you and not hold you to this other expectation. So that's kind of how the whole idea got birthed is I just started to see how much I lacked sisterhood in my life, how much I was always letting myself be really disappointed because of my expectations, um, how much I noticed that I was trying to just do things alone and that even when I would reach these massive achievements, it wasn't what i thought it was going to be at the top cuz it was like lo- it was lonely and you know i know some people are like oh poor you but it's the truth like yeah. i don't want people to be achieving and achieving thinking it's going to be something and change their life when you get there and you realize it really is about the quality of your relationships and how supported you feel um that's really where the book started to come from and honestly as i was doing research it was like It's so interesting to see now that science is even actually showing that the happiest, healthiest people who live the longest, the one common thing they're having or they're finding in common with everyone is that they feel most or they feel supported in their social circles, supported and connected to their social circles. And I just thought that is insane. They're also showing it's lower risk of disease if you feel that way. Um, So, of course, I wanted to write a book about it because here I am throwing these awesome events Mm -hmm. and having all of these women connect and the thing that they're telling me is that they don't feel like the magic continues outside of that. They don't know how to connect. And I thought, okay, well, what's the magic formula within the room that they're feeling this incredible connection and then they don't keep it going? Well, they have no agreements in their life. They have no um, boundaries. So it's kind of like a lot of us are even afraid to connect because we're afraid someone might come in and take too much time or too much energy or vice versa. And I thought, what if we started our relationships on boundaries or took the ones that we had and said, you know, I really care deeply about you and I'd love to connect more, except what if we connected with these agreements and these boundaries so that it was never, you know, feeling like either one of us was taking time or energy out of her life, but it really was adding massive value. And here's the agreements and here's how we treat each other. And here's how, when this comes up, we can work through this and, um, you know, it's done step by step. So it's not an all in your Facebook. You're really doing this chapter by chapter. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, but that's where the book came from is because almost, it's not just, you know, 50% of the women I talk to, it is almost 100% of the women that I talk to crave deeper connections and stronger social circles.
1: Yeah. And what I love about what you do and when you create these, uh, little micro communities of different things that you might put out there is that you really do follow up with creating uh, a community. And I feel like that is so, uh, it's so prevalent in this book and, and, speaking to creating something that's more sustainable long-term as opposed to, oh, we're going to get together just once a year and then that's it. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Why do you, why do you think we, we feel like success is a solo project?
0: Mm. I think it's what we've seen. I think that, um, I think you know, for me, I'll share that what I heard, especially in the fitness world was when, you know, when I was uh, just striving to either win at the top or, or get a magazine cover or get, you know, start our career or try to be something in your industry. It's like, we believe there's only a a set amount of numbers for everything, a set amount of winners, a set amount of people who can reach the top. It's like mindset. The mindset is lack. Mm -hmm. Um, so I think that, as far as success being a solo thing it's almost like a protective thing too it's like well i'm not going to take you with me because what if there's only you know room for the top for me and if you're winning that means i'm losing and that is absolutely not the case like In fact, I have found that if you can really wrap your mind around the idea that if, I mean, Rosie, legitimately, like right now today, if I decided just to focus on instead of my book tour, and I really should 100% do this, but this is partially the plan of the book tour is literally figuring out how I can support someone. If I can focus all of my energy on how this could add value to them and really think of how I could support them in their mission, it boosts me. Like if we could come from that place, like, Hey, how can I add value? Hey, how can I help you? Okay. How can I show up at your stuff? Hey, how can I do this? Um, if we focus solely on that and don't get overwhelmed, you don't have to do it with a million people. You just choose your few. Um, but if we focused on that, the world would shift and there would be even more spots and our things would naturally boost because we're all so different. So even if you're going for the same exact spot and you have the mindset of abundance, yes, she might win one year or, and you might win the next. It might not have been your year that first year, or somehow there might magically appear this other thing that you didn't even know you wanted even more. And it's just about this, like letting go. You know, I know that you talk about this all the time in the work that you do, but the detachment Mm -hmm. and just the trust And knowing that success is truly meant to be done together. And I don't think you can have it, true success, if you are striving for just yourself. Because I've been there. I have been in um careers where it is a solo project. I'm solely on the path of like I got to make this for myself. I got to prove something to these people. Um once I get this title, you know, I'm finally going to feel whole and fulfilled and it was like, you know, I got the titles, I won the stuff and I've never felt emptier because the hope that you had that was actually driving you is now fulfilled. So <laughs> that's gone, but you don't get the fulfillment with it because being alone is not fulfilling. Mm-hmm. It's like when you finally get something, you want your friends there. You want your sisters there. You want your whole family. You want people to celebrate with you and be side by side and shoulder to shoulder and be walking with you going, okay, yeah, I've been there too. Yep, that part is hard. Yep, but we're going to get through it. Here we go. Like, how can we help each other? So that's really where it was just this eye-opening shift of when we truly commit and help each other and you find other people who are willing to agree to have this mindset, of abundance around, you know, your business is my business, my business is your business, like my resources are your resources. Um and if you both go into the relationship having that, which is kind of like what Chris and I do with all of these different masterminds and you know, when people uh we really connect with people, it's like your life shifts and everything rises together.
1: Yeah. I yes. Uh preach, sister. That's a, yeah. I know, you know, that
0: because <laughs> yeah. you do that. You're I like know. a massive supporter. It's insane. <laughs> and it's like, and I, I believe that's why you have so many people. Well, I don't believe it. I know that's why you have so many people who love you and why you have so many great opportunities, you know?
1: Oh, that's sweet, Lori. Thank you. And, and look, I am, am, I've always been of that mindset though. So this is, this is my question to you. And it's, it's a perfect segue because so what do you do when you know you find your tribe or you are or, you, or the people listening maybe already have a group of girlfriends but it, they don't feel like the give and take is is balanced or they might feel like how, how do you keep the boundaries between that like I want to support you 100% you want to support me a hundred percent. You and I, we come from the same, uh, uh, frequency. So we can do that on the level where it feels just like abundant. And it feels like this is, this is what we're supposed to do. This is innate for us, for people Mm -hmm. out there who, who don't have that experience or have never felt what it's actually like to be fully supportive, supported by their tribe or their, their, their girls or their sisters how would you how would you tell them to create that, or what would be the first step to identify that or how do you even identify if something's not working for you?
0: Mm. I mean I think we always I think we always know when it's not working and oh. we're just thinking that it's us um or or we're <laughs> avoiding it right we're just yeah. we always know like I love the question what are you pretending not to know? So maybe look at your relationships and say, what am I pretending not to know in this social circle of girls that I grew up with who I, you know, know that it's no longer supporting me and it's actually pulling me backward. Like that's what I'm pretending not to know is that this is not meant to be a lifetime journey and it's killing me, right? Mm -hmm. So it's either going to continue killing you or you can have a conversation about it or you can have, you know, a conversation and also move on from it. And that's the tough stuff. That's why we stay stuck. I'm just being really honest. And and I'm looking in my life too. It's like, I can tell you exactly where I need to have a conversation or do something, but I'm avoiding it because I don't want to feel pain, cause pain, or be the person who's looked at or judged in a negative light. But Mm. it truly is. If you want to, if you want to follow the path of why you are here, you have to have those tough conversations. And Um, I think it's Tim Ferriss who says your, uh, level of happiness and success is measured by the amount of tough conversations you will have and every boundary in your life will require a conversation because you put a boundary there, they're going to feel it, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> they're going to feel it. And if you don't say why you're putting this boundary there, then it's like they're either going to leave or there's going to be some big problem. So what I did in the book is I have I literally wrote scripts because I thought of all the different things that people <laughs> either have <laughs> trouble with or <laughs> they like don't know. And and it sounds crazy, but it's so freaking brilliant because here's the thing. You, when I first started in sales, I was like, okay, so how does one sell something? Like, how am I going to make money? Like, how how do I pay my rent? How does somebody, you know, how am I supposed to have these conversations? Like, what is a normal way to tell someone, here's this, and how do I close the sale, and what does this look like? And to me, sales is like is like a relationship. It's like, here's what I have, here's what I can do, here's what's going on, and here's how, are you interested? Like, yeah. are you interested or not? Or where is this going to go? Okay, well, that's not possible. All right, so you need to learn this dance With grace, right? Have you ever met a salesperson that you're just like, wow, that was like the most beautiful conversation with boundaries with kind of like just this beautiful dance. But that's what it is. I mean, we're constantly in sales with each other, in my personal opinion, whether it's your your spouse, whether it's your friend, whatever that looks like. And when I first started sales, they're like, here's your script, make it your own okay, well, now I can see the guide. I'm definitely not going to say this word for word. This doesn't feel good, but I like this, this, and this, and I can see how this segues and really makes sense. So what I do is I show you like, this is what, this is what the tough conversations can look like in a really graceful way. So you can use this until you find your own words or just read this, see what it looks like and then create your own. Mm -hmm. So I wrote down some of the conversations, you know, that I've had to have or boundaries that I've had to make. And this is what the tough conversation looked like. I think that's where we're missing it is we say you have to have the tough conversations, but if you've never had them, what the hell do they look like? Like, what am I going to feel like? That's what a tribe is all about too, is, is the whole book is about You're not going to be out there alone. Yeah, you set a boundary. Yeah, there's going to be backlash that nobody tells you about. So here's what happens when the backlash comes and here's also what you can say and what you can do. So it's like actually um, like somebody walking with you side by side through the tough stuff of navigating relationships, of really creating a more connected tribe or having to disconnect from the tribe that you already have because – you know, like like we started out this conversation on or this this question was we always know. Yeah. And we always know what we have to do. We just don't know how. So then we're like You know, that seems really uncomfortable. But if you know the how and you know that on the other side, there is pure freedom and someone's telling you have this conversation, this changed my life. Like Rosie, like I just had a conversation with my mom last week that was life changing. Like I wish I would have had it 10 years ago. Mm -hmm. Um, and it was the toughest conversation I think maybe I've ever had in my whole life. And it was, uh, it was so much freedom and it was actually around the book <laughs> but cuz i was like oh shit like i wrote stuff in this book she doesn't even know Uh-oh. um and i had to have conversations with her about why and what and it was like but i needed to really get into that in the most loving way so i actually mm-hmm. did what i write about in the book with all these other conversations and how to get into that that conversation so you know coming from a true place of love and peace and holding that as your intention, even when the fire comes into the conversation. So, um, yeah.
1: Oh, <laughs> oh that like, just it, my heart is just like, oh, you know, cause the, mm. those conversations sometimes are the hardest. So I guess that answer that, that answers one of the questions I wanted to ask you was what, what was the hardest chapter? What was the hardest part mm. to write about?
0: Oh, you know, they were all interesting. There were a few that were really interesting in their own way. Um, some about, but honestly, it's the, it's the ones where, which is crazy. Cause there's a chapter in there that's about a really traumatic event that where I had gotten kidnapped in Mexico, um, which I thought would be one of the hardest. And, and it was because you have to go back there and actually feel those feelings again in order to write from that place. Um, but to be quite honest with you, the ones that were real and raw to me now, right, because that happened when I was 18. So I've had so much time to heal it. Um, it's the, it was the ones that were like, oh, my gosh, if I tell this story, there's a person involved. You know, there's a person that I love. And the reason that we're not here's what I know and it could make me cry. But here's what I know for sure is that. We are not sharing the things that need to be shared. We're not having the conversations that we need to have because we are so afraid of hurting someone else. And this is like the story. I feel like it's the story of women's lives over and over again. So we just keep putting ourselves in prison and keep on not dealing with certain things and running from certain things and covering certain things up and denying our truth Because we're so afraid that our truth is going to hurt someone else. And it's like when you can actually confront that bit by bit and show up for yourself, if you know you are meant to clear it, I mean, you feel like you lose a hundred pounds off your body. It's insane. So it's like what needs to be cleared, you know, and that's really kind of what I think I was doing while I was writing this book is it was like sometimes I would feel something just overtake my fingertips and just be like, you have to write this for other women to free them. And it was like I wouldn't even think of the repercussion on my side because it wasn't here and now. I I would be like, and then I'm not even kidding you. When final edits came through, I was like, what was I thinking? what was I doing writing about this? And and then I went back to the moment of the fingertips, right? Where I was like, you have this, you have to like, it was a radical truth telling because I knew it was going to free women. I knew it would free people to tell their truth. So I think when one of us says, I'm going to tell the truth and I'm going to, you know, show people what happens on the other side We slowly free all of each other from saying, nope, you have to hide that. Nope, you need to cover that up. Nope, that could hurt your friend. Nope, that could hurt your husband or this person or whatever. And it's like, what is your intention that you're holding? I'm not saying hurt people. I am saying if you need to clear it and it helps and it could change your entire life, um, have the conversations. You know, you don't have to write a book. Have the conversations.
1: Uh, from what you're saying, obviously, this was very cathartic for you. And you obviously have had the experience of having to have these difficult conversations with people, case in point, your mom just a few days ago, as you said. Um, wow. I mean, you you t- most of the time, I feel like whenever uh, I hear you talk about these things or uh, confronting something that you're not being honest about something that you're telling yourself or a story or a narrative that you tell yourself. I mean, you on your podcast and in the book, I'm sure you give so many different ways to break through those things. Why do you think we, we continue to go back and make those those same mistakes though? Like do you, do you feel that, that it happens or do you feel like once it, or do you feel like it's a muscle that you have to exercise and over time it gets easier?
0: Mm, you mean to have the conversations yeah, and to clear have the mm.
1: conversations and to, you know, be, be able to be courageous enough to, to speak your truth, even if it's going to, it maybe going to hurt somebody else. Mm.
0: So, and this is such a good question. I love that you're asking this question. Um, so I think that what happens is once you, uh, free yourself, once you realize how much, You were betraying yourself before because you've never felt so like you. And you also have this massive realization of that version of you, that clear version where you're not carrying that or hiding that or um, not confronting that. You realize how much more powerful you are. And when I say more powerful, it's an energy that comes into your body immediately. It's like, whoa, from this place, I could do anything like I'm not being held back. I'm not betraying myself because every time you betray yourself, you're literally telling yourself it's not okay to be you. It's not safe to be you. It's not good to be you. What can you get done walking around like that? Like nothing. You cannot do anything in your life. You can get by. You can totally get by. You can show up, you can keep playing that character as Glennon Doyle Melton says, she's mm. like sending the representative. You can totally do that, but you're you're not going to you're not going to show up to your full potential and no one's going to be attracted to you by the way. You're going to have relationships, but it's not going to be these connected, rooted, grounded, supportive relationships cuz they can't really see you. They don't really know how to even support you or love you in the way that you need because you're not saying it. You're not showing up in that way. They can't even totally relate. It's like if I didn't share these things about me, how could I really connect to my tribe and draw in the people who resonate so deeply like the diehards, you know, who you just we all just get each other. We've been there before. And when we're not speaking our truth, we're all just kind of like yeah, I I don't know why I went to dinner again and I came home and I'm exhausted and I didn't quite feel like we really connected at all. And why do I go to these dinners again? God, (laughs) do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, totally. They're like, oh, these, you know, these wine nights used to be so much fun, like these girls nights. And now we kind of are all just like either starting to bicker or gossip or I start to leave feeling like I need a shower at the end of them (laughs) because they don't feel good anymore. Like (laughs) we're all it's we're all showing up being someone else, you know, like should be, and we can't connect. So we're all feeling a bit like we're talking about things that don't actually even matter to us.
1: Yeah. It's so funny. It's interesting that that could, ev- that could even happen. And, you know, a group that you've been in for a long time. In fact, I was just in, uh, I just went to a gathering uh, a couple weeks ago where I, I hadn't seen a, a lot, this group of friends, I hadn't seen them in a couple of years, you know, I, I moved and I was on tour and, you know, I've been gone, you know, I've been gone for, mm-hmm. for a little while. So I came back and it it just was a, it's such a strange feeling it wasn't I, and maybe it was just my expectation because i was expecting to be with my tribe and to be fed and to just you know have the things that mm-hmm. that usually happen when you are with your people you know you get that fill like to me it's like i want to go fill my cup so i'm going to go hang mm-hmm. with my my people and i just left feeling so discombobulated Like so, so kind of like, it's like that feeling that you said, like I needed a shower and and it wasn't, it wasn't that it was negative. It just wasn't real. That's what it was. It just Mm. didn't feel like everybody was really, I think everyone was kind of like teetering on this, like we hadn't seen each other in a long time. So everybody wanted to just be super optimistic and happy
0: hmm. But, totally. you know,
1: even though, like, side note, we all know that everyone's got shit going on in their lives, but nobody wanted to really talk about. It. And it's like we would try to bring things up and it was like, oh, you know, but everything's fine. It's just going to work out. Everything's great. And it's like, oh, oh, oh OK.
0: Mm. I guess that's it. You know, mhm. I love that you just shared that because I I have had that same experience and it's not that there isn't the opportunity there to maybe have gone deeper, Mm -hmm. but there's so many old stories, especially if you haven't seen people in a while, which is also why I think it's important to attempt to connect more often. But then you also have those people that you – when you – okay, I think there's like three things going on here. Can we analyze? Yes, let's do it. (laughs) Let's do it. Because I'm like, this happens to me too. And I love to try to figure out what it was about me, what it was about the group and what's going on. So there might be some past stories of people there who um, maybe for you, you're like, well, I don't want to show up and have them think I'm like, you know, just vomiting all over them, what's not great in my life. So I need to show up as this person that brings good energy because Rosie is good energy, right? Okay. Like that's that's maybe what we feel or or you feel. Is that yeah. do you feel like yeah, you yeah. always no, bring, I, yes. you're always like a rainbowy, you know, right. I'm the grounded. Like, I'm the grounded one. Exactly. Yeah. So if you don't show up that way and even though you had shit going on in your life, like right. you feel like you might let somebody down. It's like, okay, mm. but And if you haven't seen them in a while, I'm just, you know, I'm kind of putting words in your mouth right now because this is my story. Do it. it. (laughs) So that that would have been my story is like, well, if I show up to this group, this is who I'm expected to be. My life looks like this right now and I don't want to bring anyone down despite the fact that, you know, when I got on this podcast with you, Rosie, you're like, how are you? I'm like, well, I'm. (laughs) equally as crazy and awful as I am great but honestly in the past I wouldn't have even shared that because I haven't talked to you in a while yeah and I would want to be like yeah, I'm great the book is going great when really it's like I mean I am either in the dark or in the light at any given time like could, <laughs> could be either way that I'm a psycho or I'm happy like trying to figure it out balance it because a whole new world right so I think that what happens when we go into these groups is it's that it's like, well, we, we had this beautiful opportunity to c- connect, but we also haven't seen each other in so long that we kind of don't want to go to the places that would actually connect us. So you kind of keep it very surface and it's safe, you know? Oh,
1: yeah. That's, so,
0: it's like, but how do you dive deeper? But if you know, you have that group, that's the thing is I'm not saying in the book, like, That every social thing you can be at, you'll be like, hi, nice to meet you. Tell me about what keeps you up at night and what's really bothering you and what's missing and what are you not having fun with right now in your life? Like, okay, those are great questions, but maybe not meant for immediate connection. But there is an opportunity if you knew knew these people it could be like, you know, honestly, here's what's going on. And, you know, I love my life, but I am really Feeling this way right now because of you know my travel or whatever is going on and and probably you would like that would have created some real conversation right they would have been like shit I feel that way too I just didn't want to say it
1: (laughs) yeah yeah no so
0: that's the tough part though it's like do you even want to go there sometimes because it takes energy right
1: yes yeah I think that that's you you nailed it on the head by saying that's that's the it's the right question it's like what is really the what is really going on and and I also think yeah maybe it's not it's not imperative that you dive deep into you know your prolific self or into like the mm-hmm. depths of of who you are at your soul in every conversation maybe maybe you are and that's who you are and that's great but I feel like for for me and I I seem to attract like-minded it's like I I like to be able to be honest and say hey, no, like, I'm having a hard time right now. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And to me, it's like the laughing is just like, I think the minute that I say it, when I know it's being recognized, like, yeah, I mean, I'm not always in in that place where I can laugh about it. I mean, just a couple of days ago, I was like, I don't even like I was having an existential crisis, because I'm like, (laughs) what the hell is happening? Everything's falling apart. Nothing's Mm. working, you know, and it's like, okay, but wait, like, Is it really? No, you know, I just need to do X, Y, and Z. And normally it's like, I have a couple of remedies that I do. And, and then, you know, we just, we just move on, but that doesn't mean that it's not real and that that I'm not feeling that way. And, and Mm -hmm. I like to be able to have a conversation. I like to be able to, you know, talk to you. Like we get on and we're like, this is what's up. Or like we (laughs) can go to dinner and like have a really deep conversation. Like to me, that's, those are the things that are important. I feel like. With what you you've curated and created with this book, with the Bliss Project, with the Bliss Habit, with all the stuff that you've created, I think that that's really the heart of of what you're uh, bringing to the bringing to the world. You know, all these tools and ways to do it. So, and I laugh at, at the scripts thing that you talked about earlier because I know that <laughs> you have these scripts when we go to these events. You know, and I just mm-hmm. I'm like, it is honestly like I've been working with people and I've been. Uh, you know, in I've I, I worked in the entertainment industry, like I know how to deal with people, but I'll tell you what, the way that you present how to even introduce somebody or how mm-hmm. to actually listen to somebody or how to have a conversation with somebody like those things are so key. And I feel like a lot of the times. When we want, I mean, this is a great way to even have those really in-depth conversations. And I feel like that's what this book is going to do. It's going to help us really be honest with ourselves, be honest with our people, and really create a deep, meaningful relationship.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, that makes me so happy to hear. And thank you so much for that. And I'm, I'm so excited that you've gotten to be able to experience it. Um, just with so many hundreds of women, cause it just yeah. shows over and over, you know, even if you, cause I know that you are so good with people and you have that gift of grace to really be able to dance in the relationships. But uh, and because of working with so many people, you also know that s- we haven't seen it before. Like mm-hmm. s- there's no examples for people to follow. Yeah. So they're feeling like, okay, I, I've never seen good forms of communication that really work. So how do I know how to do it? So it's almost like people are blaming, blaming themselves or blaming other people for this lack of connection or their relationships going smoothly. And it's like, it is learning forms of communication and also understanding how freaking different we all are. Like people are not, no matter even, here's such a disconnect even for really like-minded people is thinking that my like-minded girlfriends are going to have the same beliefs and agreements as me. Like some of them want to connect all of the time and that's not, That's not for. That's not a belief in an agreement for me. Like I don't want to do it that often, to be (laughs) honest. Like I'm just saying, like I don't need it every single week or a couple times a week. You know, for me because I'm like in every other type of week. If I need to, you know, if I want to keep a really close connection or something like that. Because we all have so much going on. But if I don't learn that language, or if we don't learn each other's, you know, what's what's important, what where there's time, where there's boundaries, where there's energetic boundaries. Um, where we really do believe something different, we don't know how to talk about the tough stuff because we take it all personally. Like, oh, if she doesn't want to see me, she must not like me. Mm -hmm. Oh, if I don't meet this or she doesn't meet that, we must not be able to be best friends. Like there's these so many unspoken expectations that we're just taking and making about us and being hurt and then pulling away. And it's like, what if we had the conversations that could just negate all of those things? And we always knew what was up, you know? And if something felt like, I don't know what's up, we said, Hey, what's up? Yeah. <laughs> what if we created that space for that? Yeah. Like, how awesome would that be?
1: Amazing. Uh, well, no, I, and I love what you're talking about, having that, you know, I'm like bit the whole expectation bit, and I'll say it, and I quote my teacher all the time when he says, expectation is premeditated resentment. So it's like- <laughs> oh, that's we so good. But isn't it? It but isn't it? It is. Like we all, and we create these expectations with our relationships and with our friends, and then it doesn't happen or they don't fulfill it. And it's like, you know, it creates this thing. So I, I feel like you're opening such a- a broader conversation and really bringing value to it and giving us tools on how to do that. So I'm, I'm just, I'm really excited and I love you. You're amazing. Okay. Uh, I got a couple more <laughs> questions, um, before I, I let you go off onto the world of magical mermaids. Um, yeah.
0: It's going to be magical and <laughs> all day. <laughs>
1: what moves you toward greater meaning and purpose in your life?
0: Hmm. Mm. I've always
1: wanted to ask you that question.
0: Oh, I am. So I'm in the space of being really open to seeing even, an even bigger picture than I thought I was seeing before. Mm-hmm. Um, so what really, I think what really is moving me right now is watching, uh, this message of, you know, it's this message of tribe and support and communication, but it's really an underlying message of freeing people. Mm-hmm. Like when I see that sense of freedom to be themselves and. To you know, because when you forgive or when you let go or when you stop resenting or holding an expectation, and when you learn to show up as the most authentic version of you in that moment to attract your tribe, because it's not about fitting in, right? It's about like standing out more so they can see you and you just become like this big bat signal for all your like minded people. That's kind of the idea. Um, but just what freedom of saying, hey, it's not only safe to be you, it is actually freaking awesome to be you. And that's where the magic is. And I think watching even the body chemistry change when women uh, hear that message and watch somebody be totally themselves. Like I I got to speak this last weekend at my friend Amber Liliostrum's event and and I really went up there with my goal and intention of being so authentically me. That it was permission for everybody in the audience to be them. And I'm not kidding you, I just watched everybody just like, oh, like they were just having fun and laughing, and, and that was the main thing afterward, is all of the women on stage again were just showing up so as themselves that it was this beautiful room of all these women feeling like they could show up in their full power. Mm-hmm. Of just being numb, weird, wild, goofy, you know, introverted, whatever that looks like, and having permission to actually, you know, unbutton your pants for once. Like, I mean, we didn't, but we could have. <laughs> <laughs> and it would have been cool too. Like, you know what? My pants are bugging me. I have to unbutton them. And I've been like, awesome. This blouse is bugging me. Okay, we're going <laughs> to, let's all wear sweatshirts. I don't wear blouses, but maybe, I don't know. I think I might. I think blouses were from the 80s. <laughs> I know, like,
1: where did we just go right now? With the- I don't back- know. This is so- <laughs>
0: this, this is how my mind works. I'm surprised we didn't get here sooner.
1: I know. I'm like, we should have just started here.
0: Um- <laughs> is your blouse bothering you today? <laughs>
1: Get rid of it. It's funny because I'm actually wearing a blouse right now. <laughs> I'm not kidding, Gloria. I'm not you kidding. I'm gonna take a picture and send it to you. I swear. And I walked into the room and Tori's like, what are we he's like, what are we in the nineties? And I am like, I don't really know how that even transferred into the creative of the oh universe for us to be
0: <laughs> How did I even say blouse? I, don't know. I haven't used that word in ten years. <laughs> I haven't owned a blouse in ten years. <laughs> that is all
1: right that's insane oh god okay (laughs) when was the last time you felt completely fearless
0: oh um completely fearless Uh, you know what my my honest answer that's coming through right now is I don't I if I felt completely fearless I might feel totally naked because it has always been Fear has always been a a sign that I am headed in the right direction. So I guess when I'm thinking about doing big things, I always have fear. Literally, it's like my co-pilot. And I've just learned to make really good friends with it. Like, I, you know, for years I'm like, I hate you. You're an a-hole. But now I'm like, okay, (laughs) there you are. And you're directing me. Like, I can always tell where I need to go. Um, But completely fearless is uh, even when I'm doing exciting stuff like going surfing I am freaking so scared the night before and I'm having visions of sharks and then I'm like stop it. This is like what you want to do. <laughs> so um, I think that I always have a little bit of fear around something to be honest and I actually have translated it now in the past few months because I've done a lot of work around it because I used to just resist fear so much and it came through in like a meditation and a prayer that fear is actually my gift. Like if I didn't have it I wouldn't know how to communicate with people on what they're supposed to be doing. And I wouldn't know how to share with them how to move through the the feelings and the resistance. So I, I don't know if I've ever felt totally fearless around things I get very excited about. I think in my life, um, I'm excited, most excited about like, I mean, yeah, Rosie, everything I do is scary. I don't know. Like, <laughs> I don't know what that's
1: like. You know, maybe when I
0: ate a meal yesterday, like I wasn't scared of her putting my tray down on the airplane. Like I felt very <laughs> fearless then. <laughs>
1: no i love like, what you you're want saying. to roll i was like yes <laughs> you're like yes you didn't feel any fear but then you were no. still on an airplane that's true <laughs> see <laughs> so there was still
0: fear present <laughs> by the way do you want to hear the craziest airplane story just yes. really fast 30 no, I seconds hear it. tell me you probably have not had this happen i'm on the airplane home yesterday okay and the pilot comes across and he's like um we just had an incident on the airplane where someone was smoking marijuana in the bathroom. And I want to let you know that if you do it again, we are diverting and landing this aircraft immediately. And, oh <laughs> and we're God. like, are you kidding me? Someone was just smoking weed on the airplane. And if we have to land this thing, like we were all going to go and legitimately go back and hurt this person. Oh, no. Oh no! <laughs> yeah, I have never had that happen. So anyway, that was last night. All right.
1: Uh, lightning round. Are you ready? Okay.
0: I'm ready. What's
1: what's your favorite word?
0: Hmm, what's my favorite word? You know what I love the word ritual right now. I don't know. I just think it's so beautiful and it's sacred.
1: What's your least favorite word?
0: Uh I was gonna say like bunghole, but I kinda like that word. <laughs> 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 It was the first word that popped into my head because I was like, what is like a like a word people don't like? How, um, how
1: is that a least favorite? That shouldn't be part of the least favorite. It's no, no, such I, a good word. It just
0: popped into my head like oh my I God. actually saw Beavis for a moment. Um
1: <laughs> I, know, I I heard him. I totally heard him in my ear.
0: I would say I would say can't. I hate that word. Oh. Like I'm gonna be honest. I have a bit of like a puke in my mouth a little bit when people say I can't. <laughs> Cause I know you can, you just don't want to, or just like actually own it. Like it's a, it's a lack of ownership. Okay. I'm done. I used to say it all the time. That's why I hate it so much. Okay.
1: Yeah. Oh, that's so good. It's funny because that, that would be, that would be my, my, I know I'm not asking myself the questions, but that would be my least favorite too. Mm-mm. What turns you on?
0: Hmm. Um, I love adventure and learning and like, so anything like surfing, playing guitar, a language, something where you, what you are doing can facilitate an experience for people that they have never had where, and and not even that they've never had an experience that you know that people need that we're not doing. So singing, dancing, connecting deeply, creating. So I love, um, myself learning things that can then help facilitate experiences.
1: What turns you off?
0: Um, What turns me off? I would say small talk and like going back to the things that just like they're easy to do for entertainment, but they're so numbing and they don't really fill you up. So like, don't get me wrong. I love shopping. But when I find myself going, oh, should I surf or no, nah, maybe I'll just go like look in these stores. Like when I find myself going back to the the easy ways of entertainment instead of the ways that my soul is really calling for that. uh, Like I turn myself off when I do that. Mm.
1: What do you want the people listening, men and women listening uh, to this podcast right now? What is your biggest intention behind this book? If they can get one takeaway, just one, they're going to get many because there's many in there. But if they can just get one thing that that you can can tell them that they're going to learn or they're going to find out, what would that thing be?
0: Mm, That the reason why you are not feeling like yourself or you're not feeling connected is because you are not understanding how important it is to connect to other people or how to do it. And I think if you just learn a few different tips that can bring you a little bit past the surface... You're going to just see how much you can be um, fulfilled and notice how a connection can completely change your life and your day and your purpose and how you feel about everything about yourself. So I think just learning how to themselves take control over facilitating a bit of a deeper connection.
1: Lori, you are, you're amazing. We didn't even get to talk about how (laughs) you do so much for so many people and how you and your husband just built a school in Guatemala. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, you, you both do so much charity and so much giving and you work so hard at providing value and things that actually have meaning. And I feel like you've lived your life to create this deep impact for not only women, but men for all of us everywhere to create deep and meaningful relationships. So thank you for that. Mm. And, um, obviously for being here and for being amazing and for being my friend.
0: Thank Um. you for having me, Rosie. I'm like, anytime I can talk to you, I just, any, anything. So if we want to do another podcast next week, we can, um, (laughs) (laughs) no but for real you know that we always have like the most amazing conversations and i'm so grateful for the work that you do in the world because um it is not everyone that we can create the safe space with and that's what you do you create these containers of beautiful space for people to connect and get to know themselves and i just think that that is your gift is being so interested and so compassionate and holding that space so i'm thankful for you
1: Oh, thanks, Lori. You're the best. Okay. So uh, for those of you listening in a moment, we're going to tell you where to go to, um, to get this book. Uh, But before I let Lori go, uh, I'm going to ask her again. I've asked her before, but I'm going to ask you again. Uh, You know, Radically Loved was created uh, as a forum and a space for all of us to feel that love and support that you obviously uh, know and, and also create. So, uh, the final two questions are How do you feel radically loved, and what do you radically love?
0: Hmm. I feel radically loved through words, so words of affirmation from my <laughs> friends and family. Uh, For sure. Hands down. you just, you just pour words all over me. So that's why with you, I'm just like, ah, um, and, and how do I radically love? Um, I love to facilitate connection. I just, I freaking love it. I love questions. I love learning about people. I love having people feel what real support and connection feels like.
1: Lori Harder, uh, (laughs) where can we go for more information? Tell us.
0: Uh, you can go for the book. You can go to a tribe called bliss.com and that is where you can go to order the book. And also if you want to come meet us on tour anywhere. So we're going to New York, Minneapolis, LA, Boston, Toronto. And I think we're adding one more (gasps) in LA. Did I say LA? Yeah. Yay! so um, I'm so excited hey Rosie do you want to do a giveaway too I don't think I told you about this but I'd love to give your listeners 20 free books
1: oh my go- well you know I ordered 10 of them right <laughs> so I was gonna do but fuck we could give 30 of them away I don't care that's great
0: <laughs> so maybe you could do your 10 on an Instagram or we yeah. could do it that yeah, way don't know. No, no. we I'll could do the- 20 for them
1: yeah I'll do the 10 on Insta so why don't we go for it
0: okay So if you want to go to com forward slash free book and all you do is you enter there, I'm going to do the, we're going to pick 20 people who have entered there. And what happens is I'm, I'm sending you a free one hour workshop from there as well. So we'll pick 20. We will email the winners, um, each a copy of the book. So we'll take care of it all on my end, but you will use a keyword to enter from this podcast. So Rosie, do you want it just to be Rosie or do you want it to be the name of the podcast?
1: Yeah. Let it be radically loved.
0: Okay. So the word that you will enter once you get there is radically loved. So go to com forward slash free book. I will send you a one hour free workshop on facilitating tribe. So you guys, it's like, you'll learn everything from the book without even having to get the book, but please get the book. Um, but also, (laughs) also I will send out those 20 free books and my team will email you if you are one of the winners, but either way you won because you got a workshop
1: yay and so for those of you listening if you go to the show notes that link will be on uh the show notes for this particular podcast episode so please do it and please get the book you guys authors really uh they appreciate you listening to this and the support we give them but the way to really show support is by buying their book so um let's let's help support this is part of our community this is our tribe so we're we're Mm. we're a tribe called bliss here let's let's (laughs) show Lori that we we support so thank you all for listening thank you Lori. you're amazing i love you and uh yeah i love
0: you thank you so much and you guys thank you so much i so appreciate it hey everyone i hope you enjoyed this episode i am so excited to
1: continue to do this please share this with your friends Email us, message us on Instagram at Rosia Acosta or on Twitter at Rosia Costa. Subscribe on iTunes, write a review. We love doing this. So please help us continue to keep this podcast going. Thanks for listening.